bestie. Welcome or welcome back to the Bold and Badass podcast. I'm your host, Lacey, and I'm fired up that you're here because I am so tired of women feeling inadequate for not being further along in life and like they're crazy or ungrateful even for wanting more. On this show, I'm going to help you cut through the noise, turn your setbacks into your success story, and become the most bold and badass version of you. I'm talking about calling in the most exciting opportunities, experiences, and people into your life and claiming the abundance that is your birthright. So if you're ready to make some serious magic happen, grab your coffee and water and let's fucking go. beautiful. I'm so happy that you're here for this episode and I'm so excited for what we're going to be talking about in this episode. I'm going to be giving you a bit of a breather from the hour-long plus episodes. I've gotten to do a lot of amazing interviews lately with some amazing people and so we're going to take a beat just for a few weeks and I'm going to be doing a few short but very powerful solo episodes as we ramp up for our next round of interviews. They're going to be short, but they're going to be powerful. This is the Bold and Badass podcast. You are here because you are on a personal growth journey. You want to improve your life, your health, your relationships, your career. You want to improve yourself in some way, and you want to become the most bold and badass version of yourself. And that is exactly what I have planned for you. I have an amazing conversation planned for today. And even though the episode is going to be short and sweet, it's going to be powerful. So with that said, what we're going to be talking about today is three lessons learned from my first semester back in college. And if you didn't know, I am back in school right now for neuroscience. Neuroscience is the study of the brain and the nervous system, which is a topic I'm so passionate about, so interested in. And this is my first semester back in school after, I don't know, five, six years. I don't know. I graduated high school in 2012. I went for three years, played college volleyball and basketball. And then after the third year, I dropped out and ended up taking like some classes at a community college over the next couple years, got my associate's degree in kinesiology, and then just kind of left it at that and never really went back. I originally was going for kinesiology and I just finished the associates and, you know, kept going with life, got pregnant, had a baby, (laughs) went through some depression and anxiety, and then just never really picked it back up. I got a few certifications in weight loss, nutrition, NLP, and then started coaching women on health and wellness and kind of just never looked back until now in sitting with myself and in my meditations and my visualizations. Finishing college is something that I always wanted to do for myself. It's not for the purpose of I want this fancy degree or this fancy piece of paper so that I can go get this fancy job or do this specific thing. It's more so, it's just a personal goal for myself. I want to do for myself to prove to myself that I can do it. I used to hate school, um, never enjoyed it, always just did enough to get by. And I just wanted to have a different experience with that. So this for me is personal. I think that there's so many avenues and career paths you can do, especially these days. You can learn from so many different outlets and resources. I mean, this is the age of the internet. Your opportunities are pretty much endless here. But with that said, I'm in school for neuroscience because, again, it's a topic I'm deeply passionate about. And I had a few goals 
going into this semester for myself. I wanted to be an A-plus student. I wanted to not be so hard on myself since I knew it was my first semester back as a 29-year-old who hasn't been to college in years. I'm going to be back with a bunch of 18 to 21-year-olds, like freshmen and sophomores in college. And I wanted to find a way to enjoy the process because I never enjoyed school before, ever. It was always a miserable experience for me. So I wanted to find a way to enjoy it. And reflecting over the last four months, I've kind of noted a few key takeaways that I've been learning, not just in the last four months, but honestly throughout my entire uh, personal growth journey. But I've really noticed it because it's been happening in my personal experience over the last four months. So I'm going to share what those are. The first one is the concept of accountability without judgment. So when I first started the semester, I knew that I was going to have to find a way to settle into it because I'm taking chemistry, biology, trigonometry, like a few of these classes that were not on my kinesiology degree plan that are on my neuroscience degree plan. So I have to take them, but I haven't taken a lot of these classes since I was a senior in high school, which was literally a decade ago. (laughs) So I knew that this could be a struggle. Like if I don't remember, if things don't come back to me easily. And so I knew I was going to have to figure out a routine that works for me that makes this not only sustainable, but also enjoyable because that was one of my goals for myself, right? Well, I really had to practice accountability without judgment. And accountability without judgment means you are reflecting over what went really well this last month or this last week or yesterday. What is something I would like to change or improve on? And how can I possibly change or improve to make that experience better? So one of the things that kept coming up as a recurring issue for me is I kept running late to school. So I live about 50 miles from the campus of the school I'm, I'm going to. And depending on what time of the morning I go, my first class is at nine on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And my first class is at 8.30 on Tuesday and Thursdays. Depending on what time I leave for school, it might be an hour and a half drive. All because of that morning going to school, going to work traffic. So I had to figure that out. And over the first two weeks, I was literally pulling into the parking lot with like five minutes until class started. And let me tell you why this is an issue. My classes were on the other side of campus from where the parking lot is. And when I say the other side of campus, this isn't like a huge campus, but it's not a small campus by any means. So it would be at least a good quarter mile to half a mile from the parking lot to where my actual class is at. So I was running from the parking lot to class every single day for the first couple of weeks because I was going to be late to class if I didn't. And that was creating a lot of stress, a little bit of anxiety, tension in my body. Because for one, I hate being late to anything. But for two, when you know you're like racing against time and you want to make a good impression. And I like to sit at the front of the class. Like all these things that I know about myself, it was causing me a little bit of anxiety. And I was like, this isn't sustainable. This isn't something that I want to continue for the entire next three and a half, four months. So I had to look at what was going on and then hold myself accountable without judging myself. Because as soon as you judge yourself, you take away your power, you take away the energy to figure out a new path 
to figure out a new plan. So I had to look at myself and say, okay, what is not working here? What can I do differently here? And what I figured out is I like to get up at 5 a.m. Most days I'm part of the 5 a.m. club. Hey! So I'm part of the 5 a.m. club and I like to get up, read, meditate, have a little me time before I get my day started. So I decided, okay, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and do my reading and meditating routine, but then I'm going to get dressed and go to school right away. Instead of studying from home, doing homework from home, doing whatever else, I'm just going to do it from school. That was a time that I would do some homework in the morning before school because I have a little window, a little pocket where nobody else is up. I'm actually able to focus and not be distracted. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to do my reading and my meditation, and then I'm going to get dressed and leave. So it would be like 6, 6.30 a.m. at the latest when I'd be leaving for school, even though my class didn't start till 9. So when I would leave that early, I would actually get there in a reasonable amount of time and I would go inside at school. Surprisingly, nobody was there at school that early either. So I would have the entire student union to myself to just sit there and do homework or research or read or do anything I wanted. Usually it'd be homework. But yeah, I had all that time. And then sometimes I would go on my walks. Like if the sun came out early enough or if I was caught up on my homework, I would just go for a walk for that last 30 minutes to 45 minutes before class started so I could get my daily movement in before the day even started. So I figured out how to adjust or tweak my routine to be on time to support the outcome I really wanted without judging myself for it. I call that accountability without judgment. I'm holding myself accountable, but I'm not judging myself or making myself wrong or saying mean things to myself for being in that experience that I wasn't loving. And that was the first big thing. So I've had to do that on many different occasions, but that was one of the big ones that really stood out when I was reflecting over the last four months. The second one is I have to be really intentional about setting myself up for success. And the way that I did that is I surrounded myself with people that can help me be successful. For me, community is super important. It's super powerful. And you may have heard of the saying, If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. I don't know if that even applies to this. That just kind of popped into my head right now. But what I know about myself is I am more likely to keep up and to stay on top of things if I have an accountability partner or somebody just checking in with me or even freaking doing the activity with me. Even if we're working on something completely separately, but we're in the same room, working at the same time, just kind of being there with each other as moral support. So the way I set myself up was there's a mentor-mentee program that you could sign up for. It's basically upperclassmen are the mentors and underclassmen, which even though I'm not technically an underclassman at this point, It's my first semester at this new school, so I qualify to be a mentee. And this mentor-mentee program pairs you up with someone who can check in with you throughout the semester, can support you, help you study, give you resources, point you in the right direction, just be your accountability buddy or your support system that knows the ropes at that school, that knows some of the challenges and obstacles you're going to face and how they can help you succeed through them. And so I signed up for this program and I was given a mentor who was also a neuroscience major, so that helped too. And that was one of the ways I set myself up. Another way is sitting at the front of the class and all of my classes, 
while by nature I am the type to just go and sit up front, it helps me pay attention better. It also surrounds you with other classmates that are that also want to succeed, that also want to do well and focus and pay attention and do the best they can. They are more likely to conversate, make plans with you, to set up study dates, that kind of thing. We actually had a whole study group in one of my classes. We would text each other about the homework assignments. We would help each other through problems. And then every time we had an exam, we would do study dates and study for those exams. And for me, I study better in a group or at least with another person. When I'm by myself, it's really hard for me to focus. It's really hard for me to process and learn the information because I need some kind of interaction. I need some real life application. I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I like to play things out. And one of the ways that I do that is I'm in a group, I'm interacting with other people. And I could even just be asking someone else the questions. They don't have to have any knowledge or any clue about any of the information, but me asking them and them getting it completely wrong. And then me explaining to them what the answer is, what the correct answer is and why they got it wrong helps me to learn the information and process it. So sometimes Isaiah laughs at me. He's like, you just want to ask me questions. So I look stupid (laughs) because I don't know any of the answers. And I'm like, no, it actually helps me because every time you get it wrong, I have to explain the correct answer and why it's the correct answer. And that is me learning what and why the correct answer is what it is. So setting myself up for success, asking for help, being willing to ask for the help and surrounding myself with people who are going to be able to support me. I also signed up for all of the SI sessions that I could. SI is just supplemental instruction. It's led by upperclassmen who did really well in the class prior. And it's just extra help on all of the classes that you need that extra time and that extra attention. So that's the second thing I learned is set yourself up for success. Whatever your goal is, whatever the thing is that you're reflecting over, if you didn't like the outcome or you want to change something about it, how can you set yourself up for success better? So it's just something to think about. The third thing I learned is I am a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe you've heard this term before, but a self-fulfilling prophecy is simply a prediction that comes true as a result of someone's belief or expectations. Okay, so simply put, it's whatever you believe is gonna happen is what's gonna happen. And whether it was meant to be that way from the start or not, you're going to create the circumstances that actually produces that result just because that's the thoughts and the energy you're putting out. So some examples of this, and I've talked about this one in a previous episode, but I had a biology exam. I think it was exam number two. And I was major stressing over this exam. And I kept saying things like, what if I fail? What if this? What if that? Oh my God, I don't know this information. I'm going to do so bad. I was freaking out, causing anxiety within myself. And then I snapped out of it. I had a realization moment. And I was like, Lacey, If you keep going down this path, this spiral, you're going to create that outcome. So what I did is I stopped myself in my tracks there and I said, this is not the outcome that we are going to have. We are going to turn this around. I had, I believe, one or two days left before the exam and I decided I'm going to make this a good experience. So I started telling myself, I do know this information. I've been to all of the classes. I have not missed a class, which is all true information. I am 
a great student. I'm good at remembering information. I have studied this. I'm going to keep studying it. I'm going to do great. I'm going to walk out of there with my head high. I'm going to feel so good, relaxed, all these things, all these positive affirmations. And then that energy inspired me to study a little bit more the last night before the exam. Because in the other energy that I was in, I could have easily been like, fuck it. If I don't know the information by now, then I don't know it. There's nothing more I can do at this point. But when I changed my energy, I changed my action that I would have taken. I decided, okay, I'm going to study a little bit more and just whatever else I can learn in this last night. And then I'm going to go to bed with my head high, with my energy good. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to just release it all. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to walk out of there feeling good. And so I did that. I studied for maybe like 30 minutes. It wasn't anything crazy. I just studied for like 30, 40 minutes. The next day on the way to school, I was telling myself all of these positive affirmations. I was saying, I am a great learner. I am enjoying this process. I retain information like Mike Ross. If you watch Suits, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, trust me, you need to go watch it. <laughs> I'm going to give you another example from Suits as well. But I was just telling myself all these positive affirmations. And I really got myself into a good headspace and a good state. And when I went into the exam... I felt really good, really relaxed, really collected, and just empowered. And wouldn't you know it, I came out of that exam with my head high, feeling good about myself, good about how the test went, and I ended up making a good grade. So that was a perfect example, and I realized it in real time. I was like, wow, look at what I just did. Look at how I pulled myself out of that negative spiral and put myself into a positive spiral and then created the outcome that I originally wanted which was to make a good grade, but honestly, just to feel good, to have a good experience, right? To enjoy the process. And so that's one example. But another example I want to give is actually from the show Suits. If you haven't watched it again, it's on Netflix. It's on Peacock. You got to freaking watch it. It's so good. But I think in season six or something like that, there's an episode where Lewis is dating this girl and I'm not going to give away too many details, but he's dating this girl that has basically another man. They're in kind of an open relationship. And he's afraid that she is going to break up with him for the other man. And he knows that they're in an open relationship. But he decided at some point that, hey, I really like you and I don't want to share you. So he voiced that to her. He expressed how he felt and... She said, okay, I am going to have a talk with the other man, basically. Now, this freaked him out. And he was like, oh my God, she's been with this man for like seven years. What if she goes and has this talk with him and decides that I'm the one she wants to cut out of her life? So he starts going down this dark hole of what ifs and starts really creating this negative narrative in his mind about what is going to be happening at this meeting, you know, between his girlfriend that he loves so much and her other man. <laughs> and he has a talk with someone in the office and she's like, Lewis, have you ever heard of the jackhammer story? And he's like, no, what's the jackhammer story? So the jackhammer story is this guy was driving on a country road, his car broke down and he needed a jackhammer. He didn't have one. So he started walking to the nearest house. On his walk to the nearest house, he starts asking all these questions. I wonder if they even have a jackhammer. Mm, if they have a jackhammer, what if they try to charge me for it? Mm, if they try to charge me for it, what are they going to charge me? 
Am I going to be able to afford it? All these questions going down this rabbit hole. And then he goes so far down the rabbit hole that when he gets to the door, he knocks, they open the door. And before they can even get a word out, he says, you know what? Screw you. I don't even want your jackhammer. So do you see kind of what went on there? He had no clue what the outcome was going to be. He had no clue if they had a jackhammer, if they would lend it to him, if they would charge him for it, how much they would charge him. He had no clue. But because he created these scenarios and entertained these scenarios in his head, when he got there, he created the result he was scared of. And that's what the self-fulfilling prophecy is. We all do it, whether we're conscious of it or not, we all do it. And this was something that I realized I had done with that biology exam and what I've realized I've done in many, many scenarios in my life up to now. And it was just a sweet reminder. We do have the power to create our reality, to create the outcomes that we want, but it really starts with your thoughts. I preach this all the time, but your thoughts create your reality. So if you're not getting the results or the experience that you want, then you need to think about what are you actually thinking about? Cut it off at the source. You can't control the first thought that comes to your head, but you can control everything after. You can control every thought that follows. You can choose to entertain certain thoughts. You can choose to feed energy to certain thoughts and to let those thoughts flourish into emotions and how you feel and how you respond. So I hope that makes sense and I hope it's really helpful. But just to recap the three big takeaways that I learned from my first semester back in college, the first one is accountability without judgment. So looking back, reflecting over a time period, thinking about what went well, what didn't go so well, what adjustments you might want to make, and just making those small tweaks without judging yourself for the mistakes that you make in the process. The second one is setting yourself up for success. So first of all, knowing exactly what it is that supports you, that helps you to be successful, and then surrounding yourself with those people, places, or things that are going to help you be successful and not being scared to ask for help. And then the third thing, just remembering that you are a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever you think and whatever thoughts you decide to give energy to, you're going to create that, whether that was destined to be your reality or not. So choose wisely and know that you are in control of this. You do have power here. And when you take responsibility for the outcomes that you're creating, you take your power back to actually change something and make a difference. The last thing I wanna say to wrap this episode up is I wanna leave you with an action item. This is the Bold and Badass podcast. And if you wanna become the most bold and badass version of yourself, you gotta take action. Because a dream without action is just an idea. It means nothing. You can't make any changes without doing anything differently. So what I want you to do is I want you to reflect over the last month of your life. You can do this with a larger or smaller chunk of time, but I want you to reflect over the last month. Let's start there. And I want you to ask yourself these questions. You can write them down. The first question I want you to ask when you think about the last month, everything you did, experienced, saw, felt, I want you to ask yourself, what would I like to change moving forward? What would I like to do differently? What outcome would I like to be different? You can pause this and write it down and then unpause and continue, or you can listen to everything and then do all of them. The second question I want you to ask yourself is, what are some potential tweaks I can make? in order to have a better outcome and a better experience. Those are two different questions in one. You wanna have a better outcome, but you also wanna have a better experience, right? The outcome is the end product, the result. The experience is how you felt along the way, the journey process. 
The third question is, how can I set myself up for success to achieve the outcome I'm wanting? So what habits can you put in place? What actions can you take to set yourself up to make the right choice the easy choice or to feel more supported? And the fourth question I want you to ask yourself is what went really well this month? What am I proud of? And then once you have all of those questions answered, then I want you to just sit with yourself for five minutes in gratitude. I want you to sit and feel happy and feel genuinely grateful for everything positive in your life. And you might be thinking, well, there's a lot of negative in my life right now, or I don't really have a lot of things that I consider positive right now. I want you to get so minuscule and think about whatever the biggest thing you can think of is, even if that's you have food on the table, even if that's you have a bed to sleep in, even if that's you have clothes to wear. I want you to just get so sincere and feel gratitude for everything you have and everything positive in your life. Because that gratitude is going to change your energy. It's going to change your state. And it's going to change how you move. This is the biggest thing that I want you to take with you. Is the energy that you're in, the energy that you carry inside of your body. That is the biggest influencer on how you act out in the world and on the outcomes that you create. So as much as you can get yourself into a state of gratitude, fulfillment, appreciation for everything good in your life, the more you're going to be able to create good things in your life, which really just goes back to the self-fulfilling prophecy. But anyways, I told you this one was going to be short and sweet, but powerful. And I really hope that you feel like I followed through on that promise. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being here. I love you. And until next time. Thank you so much for being here and queen. Give yourself a high five for showing up and committing to be the best version of yourself for you and your people. You are such a badass for that. If you got anything good from this episode, would you send the love back by DMing me on Instagram at boldlylacy, letting me know exactly which part resonated with you? These types of messages empower me to keep showing up and they also help me understand the types of conversations you really care about. All right, bestie, we'll talk again soon. But for now, it's time for you to step up and start being the badass that we both know you are.